0: Hello, I'm Terry David Mulligan, and this is Tasting Room Radio. Two friends have come by to kick off the show. I saw a photo on the internet, which is all the rage right now. Everybody should try it, of Curtis Colt holding a wine in cans and looking through the front nameplate of Fat Mao Noodles, a new restaurant opening literally right across from St. Paul's Hospital on Helmiken. And I thought the combination of Curtis Colt and Angus Ann, who created Fat Mao, uh, was just too good to pass up. For example, you know Curtis. Curtis has been on this show many times. Top drop, uh, a sommelier, a judge, a taster, a writer, a consultant, award winner, and Angus Ann, who has created Mainam, the Mainam Cookbook, Longtail Kitchen uh, in New West, Fat Mao Noodles down, downtown. Freebird Chicken Shack in Chinatown East Pender. Senpad Thai on Granville Island. And Popina Canteen on Granville Island, literally next to each other. And there's more to come if you listen to the interview. They are creating their own sort of mini personal dynasty uh, in Vancouver. And we're all the better for it. Curtis, of course, uh, on the wine side. And Angus Ann on the food side. I love the buttons that they're pushing and the frontiers that they're opening up for Vancouver diners and, and vipers. The second half of this tasting room is Rolf de Bruin, who's a co-founder, co-owner of Fort Barron's Estate Winery in Lillooet, a place where nobody thought wine could be grown, where vineyards could be planted and survive. It was Harry McWaters who actually walked the land and said, no, I think you can do it. It's going to take some work, though. It took a lot of work, it took 12 years. But all of a sudden, they are the number three best small winery in Canada, according to Wine Align and the Canadian Wine Awards. They won a platinum for their Pinot Noir. There's, the awards go on forever. So we're going to we're gonna do some new releases with the co-founder, co-owner of Fort Barron's, Rolf de Bruin, in the second half of the show. This is Tasting Room Radio. Have you bought your wine for Valentine's Day yet? Think about it. Here we go. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Unsworth Vineyards in the Cowichan Valley. Take the guesswork out of Valentine's Day and reserve now for a relaxed, romantic evening at Unsworth Restaurant. Featuring a debut dinner event menu by Chef Dan Bain. It's a three-day event, Saturday the 11th, Sunday the 12th, and Tuesday the 14th. All the details and the menu can be found at UnsworthVineyards.com. I'm Terry David Mulligan, and this is uh, Tasting Room Radio. Um, the, several of these guests have, have been, there's only two, uh, have been on the show previously. Curtis Colt, I believe is the longest standing, the record holder, other than maybe the wine Diva, for, uh, guesting on the show. Curtis, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you, mate. And, um, and I like your background, by the way. Um, and, um, Angus Ann has been on previously, and actually, we've actually, physically been in the same room together doing interviews and then the interview if i'm if i'm not mistaken that was the day that they, the last time we talked was a all of a sudden the a, a tape machine stopped working and we ended up on on the phone yes i remember that well It
1: was terrible i remember that too
2: actually yeah
0: <laughs> so curtis uh, ask uh, angus uh, where he is and what's in behind him that was a good question. Um,
2: I would say it looks like a Wes Anderson set, uh, but uh, um, movie set, but it's Lego. Um, so Angus is a Lego aficionado. Okay, well, apparently his son Aiden, yeah, is uh, a Lego <laughs> aficionado, but I think that's a bit of a front because uh, Angus has a lot of amazing pieces in his home.
0: Okay, so like we're 90 seconds in and we have our first air quotes. That's very good. I like that. I like that. I <laughs> Curtis Colt, of course, is uh, uh, the co-founder of Top Drop, one of my all-time favorite uh, events ever, wine or otherwise, uh, sommelier, a judge, uh, taster, writer, uh, consultant uh, for Maynam, uh, and uh, Angus Ann, of course, is uh, a chef and an author and a really fine uh, uh, human being and is uh, building himself a... An empire, just, just just the way it's working out. This all started because I saw the, the press release of Curtis holding some cans of wine, uh, looking through the new uh, uh, Fat Mound Noodles restaurant on Helmaken in downtown Vancouver. And I went, oh, there's a story. I want to know from both of them how this all worked. So first things for, I need to know how the both of you are doing. How, Angus, how, how are, say, how were the last two years for you?
1: Oh, it's been interesting. Obviously, our industry's been through a lot of ups and downs. Uh, you know, I think things are starting to get back to normal now. So, you know, I think myself in the last year, particularly, has been busier with uh, work-related stuff. Where I think the year before that yeah. uh, had a little bit more time to relax.
0: Curtis,
2: yeah, I think just you know co- consistency of, uh, of of work um, is is there. It's very exciting. It's just. I you know, I, I think that um long term planning can happen again. That that's kind of a, a good thing for various projects and, and and events. Um, you know, um uh looking at, you know, Valentine's Day at, at Mainam and wine pairings and that sort of thing. Of course, we started looking at this a couple of months ago. Um, and it's just it was nice to know that it was pretty much very likely that we would be open on valentine's day <laughs> <And> <laughs> you know things to take for granted and so long-term planning uh um not being a waste of time is great
0: what's keeping you busy curtis
2: well, Angus is keeping me uh, very busy. Uh, he's he's good at that. Um, aside from Angus Ventures, which we will uh, uh, dive into, we have now done our winery selection for the next edition of Top Drop at the end of uh, May, May. Uh, where we're going to be having Top Drop here in Vancouver and in Calgary. And so we have uh, about 40 international wineries uh, with some locals mixed in um so that is always a bunch of uh, uh work uh contributions to vancouver magazine little one-off uh, um, events and then uh, angus and i probably have four or five different collaborations going uh at, at the moment the fat mao wine program um is still fresh and exciting Mainom uh is always um uh, exciting and ongoing and, and changing all the time which is really fun and then uh, a couple other things that we will probably uh, uh, discuss uh, shortly, but we have some exciting news uh, to share about uh, some stuff coming down the pipe. So yes, never boring.
0: Wait, wait, was that a tease? That was a tease. How far down the road?
2: Uh, in a few months, I think.
0: Eh? Okay, fine. Right. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's,
2: tangi- it, it, it's tangible. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. But Meg and I are both huge. Fat Mao fans. I just know how to drive there. That's all. I don't even look at the signs anymore. I just know to turn right and then find a parking spot. Find a parking spot. That's the deal. And just uh, just walk in, sit down, sit on the stools if you have to. I've watched actually uh, Angus uh, the bar selection grow and change. You know, just cans on the on a shelf and stuff up there and and so when I saw that Curtis was a uh, part of Fat Mao Noodles, I thought, okay, this is going to be this will be an interesting challenge. The challenge for you, I would think, Curtis, is of all of those, if those menu items, what do you want to pair with? The pairing seemed to me would be like a, the Peony roller coaster at midnight with no clothes on.
2: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of uh, bright, bold flavors that Angus is, is known for. And so, uh, you know, having wines that aren't shy is... Uh, um, key um you know but at the same time you can't have big uh fruit bombs or anything uh, you know like uh blockbusters because uh you need flavors to integrate uh well um and so you know in general there are um a lot of wines that you can play around with when uh um, you are looking at uh Fat Mao uh, Noodles uh, menu. Um, Hot and sour pork is my favorite uh, um, Mm -hmm. uh, dish there. Also, anything with uh, turmeric. Um, uh, When I used to, I actually used to live above uh, Fat Mao Noodles on uh, uh, Georgia. The uh, turmeric uh, duck uh, noodles were a favorite of mine, and I have about eighteen T-shirts that have little yellow speckles of uh, stains (laughs) that uh, will not come out. That will attest to that. Um, so, uh, finding wines in general, isn't a challenge, but then Angus did, uh, um, give me some parameters that did offer more of a challenge. Didn't you, Anna, Angus?
0: What, what, what yeah. was that challenge?
1: <laughs> well, I think part of the reason why it's been difficult to sort of entice people to get into wines at Fat Mao is because it is, it is a, you know, very casual in yeah. terms of the way we dine at Fat Mao, and, and it's also the flavors. So you know, the number one challenge we have is space. We don't have a lot of space, and we need to make sure we get uh, things that last because we can't have a big by the glass program. And you know, it's not necessarily the type of restaurant that you get um, a lot of uh, bottle service per, per se. So my challenge to him was to to come up with a, a very interesting list that are more a individually portioned or uh, or wine by the cans. And I, I do know that in recent years, there are a lot more um, interesting wines that are available that way. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, we were open to uh, looking at wines in bags. Uh, I think, you know, 20 years ago, that's such a bad, you know, thing to say. But now I think now, there's so much good, interesting wines. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, because then, then it's quick, it's poor, it's a draft is it's what it is. But for those of us who know Fat Mao and that m- incredible menu uh, on East Georgia. Um, how has this changed, Fat Fatma noodles? I think the menu has
1: evolved quite a bit since day one. Uh, we're, uh, we're almost into our eighth year now. So when we first opened it was a collection of noodle dishes from Asia. And then we ultimately focused on, hyper-focused on Thai noodles. So now we have sort of different uh, flavor Thai recipes and Thai soup noodles that are from different regions. And I think we, we sort of just decided to just stay with the Thai flavors and you know the the hot and sour the soup the soup that uh, Curtis is talking about it's been it's been fairly recent. I think that's probably about an addition that we did three years ago. yeah uh, it's been I think part of the reason why we never had it before was that I thought you know if we go too authentic, people might not accept it. but I think Vancouver it goes to show you how, much uh, Vancouver's palate has grown you know I think now in Chinatown we have boat noodles which is a broth thickened by blood uh it's one of the more popular dishes there you know I think um in in downtown we have nan nanio which is a northern style noodle that has cotton flowers and it just goes to show you how much more people are receptive to these dishes than before
0: yeah um uh, we're going to do a speed round, guys, in, in, in part two of this uh, conversation. But I want to ask Curtis about, uh, you wanted beers in there, right? But not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Strange Fellows, Parkside, uh, Parkside Mojave. You have a uh, uh, Bernabarian.
2: Angus, your take on the Daggerad uh, Bernabarian. The list obviously changed it We 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 started off with serving,
1: you know, a lot of Asian beers, right? So I think what happened recently is that uh, it's really by the demand of the customers that we really went more hyper local. So all, all the beers on on the list, in yeah. my opinion, goes really really well with the complex and, uh, and and the mixture of flavor that we have on the menu. So you have something that are you know really easy going like the like the Parkside Pilsner, and then you have you know things that are a little bit more complex. So that really works well to our menu because um, most people think about Thai food in general. They want something you know like a lager or a pilsner, but there are so much complexity in the flavors that, you know, a, a, a more full-bodied beer does work well.
0: Okay. Um, I, and then we'll drop down just a second to the cocktails. The one that caught my eye is the Fat Mouse Gin and Tonic with the Sheringham Rhubarb Gin. Perfect. It's perfect. Who's mixing?
1: He actually used to be our uh, our bartender at Main Arm, But right now, he sort of helps out consulting with, with the list, too. Where he's, he's working elsewhere now. His name is Diego Virgo. He's a really talented uh, bartender that worked with us as well as uh, with Vikram uh, before with Vigis. So he has uh, familiarity with exotic flavors. And I think that's really something that I've always looked at. Yeah. You know, cocktails that are, are not boozy and not booze-driven, but are more flavor-driven and more balanced. I think these are definitely uh, cocktails that, that sort of tick those boxes.
0: So let's take a break here. When we come back... We're going to do a speed round. We're going to talk uh, food and pairings, okay? And we'll do as many as we can. Um, Angus Ann from Fat Mao Noodles and Nam, And, of course, his, his partner and friend and the guy that knows the, the drinks list upside and down and wrote it. Um, Curtis Colt. We'll be right back. This is Tasting Room Radio. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Unsworth Vineyards in the Cowichan Valley. Take the guesswork out of Valentine's Day and reserve now for a relaxed, romantic evening at Unsworth Restaurant featuring a debut dinner event menu by Chef Dan Bain. It's a three-day event, Saturday the 11th, Sunday the 12th, and Tuesday the 14th. All the details and the menu can be found at UnsworthVineyards.com. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Mooncursor Wines in a Soyuz. From January 3rd to April the 27th, Monday to Friday, 10 to 5. It's sales only at the winery. Uh, Just one last thought. Wasn't this the year you were going to join the wine club at Mooncursor? Just give them a call at the winery, or you can find all the details about the winter hours at Mooncursor.com. Welcome back. Tasting Room Radio, Terry David Mulligan, Angus and Curtis Colt. And I have uh, told the guys, advised them, it's going to be a speed round because a lot of stuff to talk about like this. Angus, I'll throw you a small plate, and then uh, Curtis, give me the uh, pairing that you would recommend for it. Okay, uh, right off the top, is uh, roti with curry. Tell me about that uh, small plate, Angus. Well,
1: it's just a really easy snack. Often uh, my son and I will go. It's something that we have before the noodles or with the noodles. So we want something you know that's flaky, buttery, and then you get to dip it into the turmeric curry that Curtis loves. <laughs>
2: um yeah um so we have two wines from orofino um they're the only wines uh, that we have that are not in can yeah. at uh, fat um these are in um bags they're bagged wine so if you think of uh, a bag in a box wine just this is without the box um it is an eco-friendly bag um it doesn't lend any uh, uh flavor or anything there's no influence uh, there they're 1.5 liters, so the size of um, um, uh, two bottles of wine or okay. a Magnum. So okay. affectionately known as uh, mag bags <laughs> uh, from Orofino in the Similkameen Valley uh, in Caustin. Um And uh, their 2021 Pinot Gris uh, we have. And the benefit of these mag bags is no oxygen gets in there. So every time we pour yeah. from the bag um you know just that uh it it takes it out no oxygen fills that air so the the best thing is that when you go into fat mount you know whether you're having wine by the can or in these bags you know that uh every single wine there will be fresh as a daisy um and just how the food is you know being made fresh in the moment um you know and at the same time casual and accessible this is what we're looking at the pinot gris is um, it's great. There's some uh, peaches and nectarines. Uh, there's a small hint of residual sugar. Um, it's it's really tough to go bone 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 dry with uh, Angus's uh, food, just because yeah. there is usually a pinch of heat in there, which is always really well balanced. Um, but uh, you know, any any uh, wine that's very dry will make that heat kind of stand out a little bit more. And that heat in turn will um, you know make higher alcohol wines make that make the booze uh, stick out more. So that little bit of residual sugar helps a little bit. At the same time, it is still a, a dry Pinot Gris. I'd say it's still more towards the the lusciousness of what we think of as a Pinot Gris compared to one of those northern Italian Pinot Grigios that are a little bit more linear.
0: Uh, as much as I like their Pinot Gris, I do love Orofino, of course. The Gamay, I'll go I'll go around the bend and back again to have a glass of Gamay from Orphean or anywhere in the Simokamine. It's just fantastic. It of really course. Is, it's a great risk. Uh, my, my favorite current red.
1: I also want to point out with uh, the mag bag option, uh, I really like how Curtis has been able to help us offer at both three ounce, six ounce, and and a nine, nine ounce option. So I think those are really cool, interesting ways to sort of uh, break into a wine list you can try something and then you can get more or you can get something different so you can get that in three ounces six ounces or nine ounces
2: uh, yeah ge- the three ounce option i i really love that we're um uh doing that now um you know ov- obviously fatmo is very very busy at lunch um you know i think that's a civilized amount of wine to have Cheers. you know we have these new canadian guidelines uh, recommending uh two glasses you know of wine a week um, and so, well, if there's three ounces, you know, that, that, that's four glasses you can have right there.
0: <laughs> uh, I guess uh, for aesthetics, you wouldn't bring the uh, the mag bag to the table to pour it, would you?
2: Uh, it, no, it, 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 no is it, it doesn't have the, that same cachet. That, uh, okay. uh, yeah, but also, and speaking of accessibility, we went stemless with the glassware, uh, just, you know, rounded. Okay easy uh you know it's not meant to be uh uh, fussy at fat it's meant to be enjoyed and um and yeah it works quite well feels good in the hand
0: i'm going to jump over the fried egg salad just to get to the noodle soup but i may come back to it because it intrigues me explain your noodle program angus
1: I basically serve all my favorite noodles from Thailand, so I think that's the first and foremost. And Phatmaw is known for mostly soup noodles because that's that's the way it's set up. Is you know we have another restaurant Sen Pad Thai, that's more stir fry friendly. Yeah. This is all soup noodles, so these are all my favorite soups. So you know, uh, for most part, the soups. If you don't tell the servers, uh, they come with you know the noodle that it's probably, in my opinion, best suitable for for the soup. But you are able to sort of pick the noodles that you like for most of the dishes and we have you know flat rice sheets uh and we have why shanghai noodles both of which are made locally for us um they come in fresh uh we have uh, egg noodles for the cow soy which is uh, curtis's favorite dish and we have vermicelli chili noodles so we have rice vermicelli noodles uh so so you know we have different things that uh you know, in, in in a mom and pop noodle shop in Thailand, you go in there, they will ask you what kind of noodles you want to pick. So you have that
2: option with us as well.
0: And why is that your favorite dish, Curtis? Um, the
2: complexity. I I like tart. I like savory. Um, I like acidity. Uh, you know, and and that is all in there. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, uh, something that really just kind of gravitates to and, me. I, I I do like that savory and, tart. And uh, what aspect.
0: and what are you pairing with it?
2: um with that i like to go pink um sarah and marie bancroft uh their birch yeah. block uh, uh vineyard we use their uh, endless summer pinot noir rose uh in a can um uh, of course it is a 250 milliliter can so that's the thing also we canned wines you know it's guaranteed they they're one-off servings that we do a fat Mouse. so again you're guaranteed it's going to be fresh 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 um, and with this uh, uh rose it's 11.5 percent um it's 250 mils you know some of those cans are 355 which you know ends up being kind of two glasses in the can but this one is a, a good single serve um and uh it's really bright kind of more that alpine strawberry rainier cherry rather than a, a dark cherry and a little bite of rhubarb on the finish um, of of the uh, birch block um rose in that, Rhubarb, I think, really kind of matches that sour, that tart uh, element that you're going to get in the soup.
0: Okay, a couple more. Braised duck noodles. uh, Tell us about that dish again. I think I've I've had that.
1: Uh, It's one of my favorite dishes. Uh, Whenever we go back to Thailand, uh, you know, we stay in Bangkok. It's my wife's uh, sort of favorite restaurant uh, for breakfast. So we usually uh, braised duck noodles for brunch when we're there. And I tried to uh, remake that dish, and I think we we're pretty close in terms of achieving that. So that's one of our favorite uh, dishes. It's uh, it's basically a soy brace with tons of different spices, uh, slow brace duck leg, and then you get that with you know a bunch of bean um, sprouts, veggies, and uh, rice sheets. It's my favorite way to go with this. Yeah,
0: ha- and a handsome bowl, very handsome as it goes by. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are you pairing with it, Curtis? Uh,
2: yeah, I love the kind of umami uh, note that you get in there. I like to go uh, more towards a red. Um, we have a couple of piquettes on uh, uh, the menu. So, you know, very classical historical yeah. wine style yeah. um, made from uh, post um, uh, winemaking your, your spent grape must uh, kind of getting a ferment going with that. Adding some uh, um, water and sugar or honey, uh, usually to get that ferment uh, going again. So it's kind of almost like a a natural uh, OG wine spritzer. Um, the Avril Creek from Vancouver Island, their Red piquette is four uh, percent alcohol. So that you know that's even less than most beers out okay. there. Yep. But definitely very winy in flavor. It's Pinot Noir, Gamay, and Marshall Foch um merlot foch is where you get a little of that kind of wild card umami uh no but currants and blackberries and and i i find the foch adds uh, it's a bit of an earthy herb uh aspect um uh, like a, a time kind of thing uh, uh that that goes on in there um they're great they are 473 mil these uh, tall cans of the paquette um and like i said it, it's like a deliciously dry wine spritzer And uh, we love supporting uh, Vancouver Island uh, wine and people like you who live on the island.
0: (laughs) Giving. Always giving. (laughs) Uh, There are two hot and sour seafood noodles. There's the Tom Yum and the hot and sour seafood noodle. How different are they? Is it it in the spices?
1: Um, The hot and sour seafood is like for the downtown uh, location, we decided to change up a few things. So Chinatown hot and sour pork is one of the more popular dishes, sure. but we didn't want to do that because the reason we do hot and sour pork in Chinatown is because we buy the barbecue pork from our neighbors. So yep. downtown, we decided something different, and we just want to switch up to hot and sour seafood. So that's sort of the replacement of hot and sour uh, pork. And I think the hot and sour prawn that you're talking about is in Chinatown. So the in in, in downtown we have the hot and sour uh, seafood, and it's basically. A slightly different flavored base. It's not as full body as the pork, but it's still uh, very intensely sharp, but well balanced.
0: And Curtis, of the uh, of those dishes, you can choose either the Joie Joie, joie Farm Tiny Bubbles, the uh, Albarino, or the uh, Tendu Rosé. Which would you do?
2: You know that Ferdinand Albarino is is so. Great, there's um, a lot of lime in there, you know, Albarino, uh one of the uh, uh, varieties used in uh, uh, Vino Verde. Um, and uh, so this is from the Sierra foothills of California and um, it's really fresh, uh, lively, but a really good um, dose of lime in there. And so when you think with a soup like this or that when you have a citrus component or even, you know, squeezing that citrus on there, that is what you are bringing to the table. There is a little bit of lees stirring here, which adds a nice little marzipan or brioche um, note that gives it a little bit more texture and richness. I really like how that, uh, you know, uh, ha- helps kind of support the complexity um, of the noodles in, in the dish and um, Algarino from California in a can, you know, it's uh, also uh, very low intervention, nothing added, nothing uh, taken away a natural wine, uh, if you will, but, very very clean um and fresh our friend pete marshall of uh surly uh wine importing uh brings that in and uh, it's a lot of fun to play with
0: okay hang in there angus because i have one more what maybe two more questions one more for you when do you decide what's working and what's not do you you, you is your ear open for feedback are you watching traits and trends what's going on on
1: the menu i think uh it's a, it's a combination of sort of we want to serve things that we want to eat, but at the same time, we've done stuff that people didn't understand. So I think we we are open to feedback. We trust the staff, first and foremost, that, you know, interact with the customers, interact with the guests. Uh, you know, we put something on if, if it's not selling, um, but that doesn't mean every dish we put on has to sell. X amount. I think there's certain things on there, uh, like the bone noodles. Uh, it's, you know, the people that are in the know, they really, really love it, but it's not our biggest seller like the Cal soy, which is sort of for, for many people, the Cal soy takes all the boxes, but, but for some people, I think, uh, there are people that would seek out fat mouth just to have the bone noodles, even though it's more of a in the know dish. So I'm okay with that. Not every dish has to be a superstar on the menu. Uh, and I think as long as our menu is balanced and I'm happy with it, and as long as the customers are, are happy with it and as long as the servers and the, and, and the cooks are happy with with making it and serving it, sure. that's sort of what we're looking for.
0: Hey, Curtis, you know what? It makes me ache for not being there to be able to walk in the door or drive around or, or just build it into a Tuesday, right? Um, it, it's just making the food scene in Vancouver just that much more interesting and special and different.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Really exciting. Um, we, lo- we love, uh, um, you know... The, this is play. Uh you know, the this uh uh the pairing. Um it's also very uh, satisfying working with Angus because Angus is also quite wine savvy. Um so uh which it which is great because he can keep an eye on me and uh uh make sure that I'm uh, doing this properly. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, it means that, you know, he he gets it and we could have really dynamic conversations about it and it is true collaboration, um rather than uh, you know, me just Doing it and him taking my word for it. You know, on this, uh um, that tease I was mentioning, uh, for Maynam, Angus and I are in the middle of a uh um a custom Riesling that uh, we are two out of four parts of building. Um we have uh um harnessed two of probably the best Riesling winemakers. Uh, from two of the best Riesling wine regions uh, in the in the province, and um, they are collaborating for the first time. This is kind of a first of its kind. Could, could uh, I could I
0: just I, guess? Would one of them be from, may say, the Similkameen Valley?
2: One of them might be from the Similkameen Valley. <laughs> you want to take a stab at uh, where the other one
0: might be from? Uh, it would be from uh, just outside Kelowna.
2: You know, I you know, I I think that uh, yeah, you're, you're on things. You know, that's that's where. The two best places for rieslings, and uh, uh, so yeah, okay. Angus and I went to uh, the region. We did a lot of uh, grueling work of tank and barrel, of course. And you concrete did. samples course. and and uh,
0: giving, always giving.
2: We have some fun stuff coming your way if we don't drink it all first.
0: Uh, lo- logistics: Are you open at night, or are you just a daytime operation?
1: I'm always open, um, lunch and dinner, okay. seven days a week now. So
0: okay, seven days a week.
1: Both locations. Both locations.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting for that Victoria location. Okay, and uh, I'm and, uh, <laughs> and I'm waiting and I'm waiting for top drop Victoria. That's what I'm waiting for. I want to thank you for doing this and putting up with my uh, my Zoom ethics.
2: Always a good time. A
0: pleasure. Anytime. Thank you, boys. Congratulations. What's your website, Angus? What is your website?
1: Oh, fatmelnoodles.com.
0: Uh, <laughs> Curtis, what's your website?
2: curtiscult.com Thank you, Angus, and I like to keep it easy.
0: <laughs> thank you both. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having us, TDM. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Mooncursor Wines in the Soyuz. From January 3rd to April the 27th, Monday to Friday, 10 to 5, it's sales only at the winery. Just one last thought. Wasn't this the year you were going to join the wine club at Mooncursor? Just give them a call at the winery, or you can find all the details about the winter hours at mooncursor.com. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Hillside Winery on the Narramatta Bench. Here's some important information. The Tasting Room and Wine Shop are closed for the season. Wine sales are available Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And speaking of wine sales, on the website, check out the 2016 Mosaic, the 2019 Syrah and Pinot Noir. Oh, and take a look at the Merlots. And my favorite, the 2019 Founders Block, Gamay Noir. The Bistro is closed for the season and reopening spring of 2023. All the details can be found at hillsidewinery.ca. Hello, I'm Jared David Mulligan, and this is Tasting Room Radio. As promised, Rolf De Bruyne has joined me. Uh, he is the co-founder of Fort Barons in Lillooet, And um, I have him, where have I found you? We're pruning,
3: and uh, we're busy pruning, and I'm, I'm very happy that... Uh the weather is cooperating. The the soil is frozen, and we can we don't have to drag through the mud, and uh, so it's a uh, it's nice pruning weather. The sun came out today, and, and uh, we're thrilled.
0: Speaking of mud, last spring uh, in the twenty twenty two season, last spring for most of the uh, the vineyards in Western Canada, in in you know, Okanagan and, and Vancouver Island, they were sodden. They needed desperate. Uh, to, desperately to see the sunshine. What was going on in Lilouet?
3: Yeah, we had a, um, a a fairly slow start to the season, and uh, so we were about two weeks behind uh, our normal average. And uh, um, it wasn't particularly muddy or or uh, or wet, but um, yeah, it was just late, and uh, that meant that we had time to get ready for the season and whatnot. But it's never a great, great, uh, a great starting to point point to be two weeks late, and uh, and yeah. you sort of have to either catch up or hope that the season is long enough. So it, uh, it was a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a rough start to the season.
0: And your production was down. Uh, it was spotty. Some, some uh, vineyards had, uh, uh, they had to go get extra tanks and, and then some, uh, it was down. There was a small berry uh, crop. Uh, that That's what you had to deal with, right?
3: Our, our uh, 2022 vintage uh, was just slightly above average. And uh About four point six tons per acre, which is uh, which is slightly above our four and a half acres uh, or tons an acre that we uh, that we typically look for, and uh, so and it was maybe unexpected um, Mm. because we came out of the 2021 uh, vintage with uh, with with a heat dome and within a very very uh, extremely cold December month of 2021. And um, so, as we started the 2022 season, we were not super thrilled, and we we were we were you know hoping that we would get some fruit, and and uh, but we knew that we we're going to be down. And uh, so, as the summer progressed, and we started to see bunches, and we started to see bunch development and berry development, we're actually pleasantly surprised. And so, when the harvest came in, and we weighed everything, and yeah. and, uh, and everything was tallied you know we were actually quite surprised that we were on uh, you know on par and and, uh, and that the vintage was actually as good as it was and uh, so in that sense it was a it was a great vintage because you know we were on par uh, while we were not expecting it
0: okay uh, congratulations on on being acclaimed in wine line the canadian wine awards number 3 small winery in canada Congratulations. Um, how did it show itself? Uh, w- once you settled down, uh, was there was the phone ring? Was the uh, uh, the orders? What happened in terms? How did it, how did the the market react to you?
3: Yeah, it it it, it was. Um, uh, I love how they sort of unpacked and unfolded it, and uh, because they they released the metals sort of one by one. That's they, right. They released it by by varietal and then by you know, they, uh, so every week there was like, okay, well, there's this anticipation, like, ah, oh, we, you know, we scored another one, you know, picked up another one here and there. And, and, uh, and then fo- finally they, uh, they announced the platinum. So we were, you know, keeping tallies and keeping scores. So, so the, the, uh, the anticipation built as we were scoring. And, uh, yeah. uh, I remember, you know, uh, at some point it's like, you know, we we knew that we had scored well, and uh, yeah. uh, and then they made the announcement about the small wineries of the of the year, and uh, um, yeah, um, uh, getting third place in uh, in that uh, in that list uh, was just amazing achievement, and and you know we're we're so super proud of our of our um, of our team um, and of our choices that we've made over the years. Uh, I think it's really starting to pay off. Um, you know, we have. Um, uh, amazing fruit that we were able to harvest here in, yep. in Lillooet. And but then we have an amazing team that, that turns that fruit around into some uh, some beautiful wines. He
0: is Rolf de Bruin. He is the co-founder and co-owner of Fort Barron's Estate Winery. I like your stubbornness. I like the fact that you said this is where we're going to, uh, 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 fight the battle, and you did, and you still do, of course. Uh, two silver medals for your uh, Cab Franc, the Reserve 2019, the Pinot Gris 2021, three gold medals for the Merlot Reserve 2019, the Merlot tw- uh, 2019, and Small Knot Gruner. Um, way to go. And the Platinum Medal, of course, for the Pinot Noir 2020. We'll get to those in just a second. Do um, you want to uh, also do a shout-out to your winemaker?
3: Yeah, so um, uh, Alex Nell joined us in uh, 2020, uh, um, um, during the pandemic, <laughs> yeah, that's right. we had to sort of drag him through uh, through all the all the hurdles to get him here. And uh, so 2021 Vintage was his first uh, vintage from start to finish. And uh, he's originally from South uh, Africa and uh, where he's made some amazing Chenin Blancs and Sauvignon Blancs, uh, Shiraz. Um, so for him, uh, uh, joining our team here, where we're Riesling and Cap Franc-focused, um, with some weird varieties like Grüner Wiener in the mix as well, um, you know, he had to, you had to, um, change and adapt and learn. And uh, I think he's, uh, um, he's making phenomenal progress in, uh, in understanding our terroir and 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 what uh, what our vineyards produce.
0: He is Rolf de Bruin. He is the co-founder and co-owner of Fort Baron's Estate Winery. And we're going to do the releases in just a moment. I ju- I do want to give you a shout out, Litton Strong. You had a, a, a terrible fire in the village of Lytton. It destroyed most of it. And um, you did a special edition Lytton Strong Pinot Gris. You, needed, you wanted to rebuild part of the town uh, or help to rebuild part of the town. And I'll explain that in a second. Uh, so you made um, uh, the Pinot Gris with uh, uh, grapes from Lytton's Litton, um, Winch Spur Vineyard, and um, it escaped the fires, uh, hopefully. And um, 100% of the proceeds from the sale of that wine generated more than $48,000. Uh, silent auction raised 46000 And corporate sponsorships raised 70000 for a total of $164,000. And it went to a, a Litton outdoor pool, a central gathering place for the community. Keep in mind, friends, when you're looking at the spring, summer, especially the summer temperatures in Canada, nobody... Is hotter than Litton. Nobody, not even close. And so, a pool, a, a gathering place where you can hang—that's not a bad idea. Well done. Thank you. Uh, the reason—let me t- ask about a couple of uh, wines here, right off the top. The Riesling Reserve, um, the Reserve, uh, um, implying, of course, that it's estate fruit.
3: It's 100% estate grown, and uh, from uh, uh, the fruit actually comes from both Dry Creek as well as Red Rock. So we wanted to sort of see how those, uh, uh, if we were to treat a number of rows in these vineyards very differently and and very uh, diligently, what they would produce. And Mm -hmm. um, so, um, and uh, Alex. Uh, our winemaker has sort of approached this wine very similar to how he did a barrel fermented Chenin Blanc at uh, at the winery that he worked at in uh, in South Africa. So this is um, uh, a 50% uh, aged in uh, in um, French oak barrels, yep. and uh, only a very small portion is new. Uh, so it's a it's a fairly neutral. Uh, approach yeah. to it you got to um, be careful but, uh, with that yeah we're so we're not looking for the uh the uh, uh the impartion of uh, of oak flavors and uh but we are looking for a a bigger and fatter um riesling and uh <laughs> particularly with that with the with the bright acidity and that sort of stuff uh um the wine can handle a lot more a lot more body than uh, uh than you think and um so we're approaching this um and we're doing the the 2022 vintage actually in uh in a 100% in um a barrel ferment. Okay. So this was uh this was just sort of our first segue into things and uh but um yeah, we're super pleased hey. with uh, with how
0: how it's come out. He is Rolf de Bruun. He is the co-founder and co-owner of Fort Baron's Estate Winery. Hey, Rolf uh, I mean just for the uh, for the audience out there, if you open a a, a bottle of uh um, you know Riesling especially if it's a reserve from Fort Barons. and you you get the ginger and the spice and peaches and orange citrus notes jasmine that's just the nose you can't believe how good it tastes in the mouth it's fantastic and if you want a, something with a, a curry chicken a seafood a glazed ham or soft cheeses thank you so much what's the price point on this uh, Riesling Reserve
3: uh, we're selling this for 30 dollars
0: Thank you much, white gold. How do you describe? I mean, it is a chardonnay, but tell me about. Uh, are, are there other notes in there? Other uh, balances in the wine?
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, with uh, with the chardonnay, we're 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 trying to be elegant and restrained in the use of oak, and uh, so we spend a lot of time trying to figure out which barrels, which yeast strains, and uh, um, are doing well, and we found that. Um, because I mean, this is all natural ferment, right? So, yep. but every oak barrel uh, that we introduce will have like a different combination of natural yeast. And we found actually that some of the barrels uh, that we bring in, they they just have a different combination of yeast strains that that come about. And those yeast strains that that naturally occur here in the vineyard that are accentuated by these barrels uh, from these different forests in uh, in France. It just brings out this very wow. subtle and elegant flavor and that's what we're looking for we're looking for the elegance the restraint uh, rather than you know something that is that is very oak uh, flavor or very bold in its uh, in its nature and and, and,
0: uh, and what you get in the chardonnay is like this beautiful collar i love that color uh, but lemon peel and stone fruit honey um, uh, uh, almonds and and if you are looking for a pasta uh, something to go with pasta to pair uh lemon risotto i mean all the good things in life this this uh, white gold goes with it
3: the natural ferment, uh, fermentation brings out all these in, indeed these elegant notes like jasmine and uh, and lemon peel uh roasted almonds blossoms of all sorts of different kinds and uh so it is it is in, in a very intriguing wine that uh, that is developing uh, over over the course, and uh, um, we just had it last week. It tasted beautiful <laughs> right now. It is. It's very versatile. Like if I if I were to uh, get in a situation where I only had to have one wine, well, this 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 would be my top three. <laughs> I think.
0: And what? I, and I, I agree with you totally. And I love the fact that you can mature it for five years. You can cellar it for five years. The same with the riesling, by the way. So the uh, Riesling Reserve will be released uh, in March. The white gold comes in March as well. So we just have a couple of weeks before those they come out. Yep. And what is the uh, price point on the uh, white gold? At the same $30. $30. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, Pinot Noir, the Cab Franc, and the glorious Meritage from Fort Barron's. Rolf de Bruyne is the co-founder, co-owner, uh, and instigator of this uh, wonderful winery, Fort Barron's in Lillowit, We'll be right back. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Hillside Winery on the Narramatta Bench. Here's some important information. The Tasting Room and Wine Shop are closed for the season. Wine sales are available Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And speaking of wine sales, on the website, check out the 2016 Mosaic, the 2019 Syrah and Pinot Noir. Oh, and take a look at the Merlots. And my favorite, the 2019 Founders Block, Gamay Noir. The Bistro is closed for the season and reopening spring of 2023. All the details can be found at hillsidewinery.ca. He is Rolf de Bruin, uh, and he is my guest here on Tasty Rem Radio. He's the co-founder and co-owner of Fort Barons Estate Winery in Lillowit. Um, and they are releasing uh, to us their their new releases. They're they're uh, just letting us know that the game has changed yet again. So we've taken care of the um, the Riesling Reserve 2021, and, and the White Gold 2021. Now comes the Pinot Noir 2021, the Cab Franc 2020, and the Meritage 2020. Uh, the um the Meritage and the Cab Franc are available now. The Pinot Noir uh, will be released. Uh, well, uh, no, it's out now, isn't it? Yeah, yep. they're all they're all released now, friends. Don't don't hesitate. Go find. Uh, let's start with the Pinot Noir. Um, uh, you're obviously making a name for yourself uh, with Pinot Noir. Did you go to any of the um, uh, Pinot Noir celebrations uh, over the last couple of years?
3: No, I've not. No.
0: Here's here's no. what I. Uh, this shouldn't have come as a surprise to me, but I mean, there were the at the last one. There were I think 35 wineries. And uh, some of them were neighbors next door to in the same area. Uh, but, but I still couldn't believe how different they were one from the other. What is your Pinot want to say to us? What, what, what are the things that stand out for you, Rolf?
3: With our Pinot. So we source our Pinot Noir grapes from the Nairamata bench. Sure. We've been working with uh, Mike Flaherty, um, who has a very small vineyard. Uh, and we, we basically buy his, all, all his, uh, his Pinot Noir from his vineyard. And, um, and we've been working with him for a number of different years now, and uh, and there's great fruit uh, terroir expression from uh, from the grapes that he uh, that he grows, and uh, so we're really uh, looking for a a pinot noir that expresses itself without adding a lot of things in the cellar, uh, without. Overly extracting, so it is a very classical Pinot Noir that is fairly light in style, uh, without it becoming, you know, almost like a rosé. We are looking for 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 a little bit of substance here, um, and in both in color as well as in flavor expression, and um, so lots of red berries and a little bit of earthiness that comes through. And um, so this is a uh, the twenty one vintage. Is uh, uh, is another uh, amazing vintage that comes off the uh, the heels of the twenty twenty vintage that won platinum at the um, the uh, National Wine Awards of Canada, and um, um, I'm really excited about this wine. Um, uh, we don't have a lot of it, uh, just like the twenty twenty, yeah. a very small vintage, yeah. and uh, but it just does really well. I think um, uh, this particular site uh, sees a lot of small berries, so. And That's what we're looking for in our Pinot Noir, just uh, to have good uh, ratio between skins and juice, and uh, so that we are able to uh, uh, gently extract color without having to uh, uh, to extend our macerations. And uh, and then it goes into you know a fairly um, neutral barrel uh, for only nine months. So we're not uh, uh, not extending barrel age time on this. We're not adding a lot of new oak to this and uh and we're just letting the uh, the terroir express itself.
0: Very smooth finish, beautifully beautiful lingering finish on this uh, wine. There is a, a I was going to say forest floor, I was going to say barnyard, but basically and I think your notes say earthiness. It, that's that's what it is. It you, you can tell the land that it was uh, grown on and lived. It's beautiful. It's in the fruit. Um, you can age this three to five years. All right. If you're thinking, uh, listen, as we get into spring, if you have uh, smoked salmon, s- start there. Grilled chicken, this, this Pinot. If you can get, get your hands on it. What's the price point? It's $35. It's the Fort Barron's Estate Winery Pinot Noir. And um, it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the Cab Franc. I'm a Cab Franc guy. And um, and I just... I, I love cap Franc. I love the expression of Camp Franc in, in British Columbia. It's meant to be grown here. It really is. Where's yours coming from?
3: It's predominantly estate grown. Okay. And uh, um, we have uh, Camp Franc planted both in Dry Creek that we planted back in 2009, and uh, we planted. Uh, another five acres of Cap fronk in uh, 2018 in our Red Rock Vineyard, and um, so lots of uh, uh, um, lots of Cap French here on two different, very different soil types. Mm-hmm. And uh, our Dry Creek uh, Cap fronk comes in much earlier than uh, than Red Rock, and um, so like I said, it's uh, it's interesting to see, even though that you know these two blocks are only. You know, a stone's throw from each other, that uh, they do produce some uh, some really different uh, different aspects.
0: Aged uh, 15 months uh, in uh, t- 225 liter oak barrels, 50 percent French, 50 percent American. Uh, 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 used
3: um, both combination of uh, of new as well as um, as aged oak, and um, so the 15 months is something that uh, that we just introduced, and uh, we um, uh, we typically. Um, bottled after uh, after about eleven months, and uh, and now what we've what we've done throughout the pandemic and that sort of stuff is just extend the the, uh, the barrel time and um, uh, up to fifteen months, and we're starting to see some really really good results. Not just just in ageability and the structure that comes from the wine, but it just comes out smoother after uh, after fifteen months and and, uh, and more mature. And um, uh, so this is this is tasting. Uh, wonderful at this point, um, the 2020 vintage. We produce almost a thousand cases, so you know I'm super excited to have that volume. Uh, just because then we you know we can share it with uh, with everyone. It's, it's a beautiful wine right now.
0: For those of us who are thinking about uh, as it starts to warm up about cleaning the barbecue, just think about your burgers. If you're doing burgers spring or summer, this cab franc from Fort Barron's is exactly what you want. What's the price point on it?
3: Uh, this is going for thirty-one ninety-nine, and it is currently available for a limited time at uh, um, uh, at many fine wine stores as well as the BC Liquor Store.
0: Is this the one that won go- the gold at uh, San Francisco International?
3: It did. Okay. Yeah. So we every year we send a few wines down to San Francisco to see how we how we match up with our Napa colleagues down yep. there, and uh, and so it's, uh it's always fun to see. Uh, uh, Bordeaux uh, or Chardonnays do well down there because there's a, the competition is uh, is amazingly tough, and uh, so yeah, we were super thrilled to to have a gold medal for this wine at, uh, at the San Francisco International Wine Competition.
0: Rolf de Bruin, co-founder co-owner of uh, Fort Barron's State Winery in Lillowit. the Meritage, hmm, sixteen hundred cases. My goodness. Uh, the blend changes from year to year because the years change from year to year. What's the blend this year?
3: So it's it's all our marriage is always Merlot dominant, and uh, but it you know it can go anywhere between sort of eighty percent Merlot down to I think the lowest we've been the fifty seven percent this year. It's sixty five percent Merlot, uh, and with equal portions of Cabernet Franc and Cabernet Sauvignon uh, to finish it off
0: dark fruit, of course, big black, um, uh, plums, cranberries, ripe plums, like, like really ripe, And, uh, cassis is in there as well. Uh, and, and, um, it, it, it just, you, you, it's the kind of wine that you want to hold in your mouth and just let it work with your senses. It's that beautiful, uh, grilled meats, of course. Uh, what do you pair, what do you pair your meritage with?
3: Oh, uh, it's super versatile. I, uh, I I I actually really enjoy this wine just on its own uh, later in the evening when uh, when I'm all done working. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, of course it's you just, do. Like it's it's such a nice wine to sort of either pay attention to and and, and really sort of you know decompose it and and taste every bit of it and uh, or just you know have it with a good conversation and you know chatting with uh, with some friends and that sort of stuff and and are uh, watching netflix right i mean it's it's just such a nice wine to to sit there and and, uh, and enjoy and
0: sip did i imagine chocolate in there like a, cho- a dark chocolate
3: yeah you can pick up uh, particularly now uh, in its in its youth you're you're picking up some of that um uh, sort of the dry chocolate uh, uh, notes to it, and uh, but uh, I think it's going to develop really, really well. And um, so, it uh, um, it is. I mean, if I am tasting it now compared to, to September when we released this, sure, like it's it's developed already so much. And uh, again, this is fifteen months in uh, in oak barrel, um, so a little longer, and uh, yeah, lots of uh, lo- lots of good barrels in here.
0: We're talking uh, about Fort Barron's Estate Winery. We have to actually talked to you, Rolf. For years now, when I was with a hand mic and I was going from counter to counter, I always stopped and talked to you guys because you you're, because of your story. Because and I love the passion with which you grow, bottle, uh, and and sell your wines. And it's all starting to pay off, doesn't it? Feel like you've turned a corner?
3: Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this for for a dozen years, and uh, so it. Uh, at some point, somebody says, "Like, oh, okay, well, it, it gets easier, it gets easier." And uh, you know,
0: when, and then you get a pandemic,
3: and you get all these other things, and and uh, so we are we are looking forward uh, uh, to at some point, uh, you know, that things get easier. But uh, we 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 enjoy every day of it, and, yep. and every challenge that that's, that's thrown at us, and uh, um, we love to to, to greet uh, visitors here. And surprise them with the fact that, you know, we can actually grow grapes in Lillooet, and 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 that we can actually produce some damn fine wine here. And uh, so, like I said, it's a, uh, it's a great, um, uh, it's a great story. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome to see the uh, the response and the feedback from people that, uh, that actually try our wine and, and, uh, and are amazed by the, the quality that we bring.
0: The website is fortbarons.ca. And, um, now, what was I was going to ask you about. Uh, uh, oh, what's the price point on the Meritage? Did we give it?
3: It's twenty nine ninety nine.
0: Well done. Are oh, you you're open now? Uh, we are open now. Yeah, Th- Thursday we're, uh, Thursday through Monday, right?
3: Thursday through Monday for those that are uh, going skiing uh, in the interior or uh, or driving from the interior to Whistler, and uh, you can stock up on uh, on some wine before you hit the slopes. And uh, or uh, yeah, we see lots of. Uh, Lots of winter traffic uh, coming through, and now that you know we're we're not within all the blizzards and and uh, and storms and that sort of stuff, it's actually good good traveling uh, through the interior.
0: If you're going trout fishing this spring, summer, or fall, you want to stop at Fort Barron's, going in and coming out to celebrate. Uh, when do you open fully?
3: Uh, we're open uh, daily, starting May first.
0: Thank you. Thank you, uh, Rolf, for doing this, and and congratulations to everybody there uh, on the success of Fort Barron's, the number three small winery in Canada. Well done.
3: Thank you so much. Uh, It's a pleasure to be on your show again.
0: He is Rolf de Bruyne, and he's speaking on behalf of his passion, his wines, at Fort Barron's Estate Winery. I'm Terry David Mulligan. This is Tasty Room Radio.